Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome inside Garage Door Sports. Your no-holds-barred weekly discussion on everything in the sporting world. That's right, folks. We are back. It's been, what, three weeks, Kyle? It's been a while, yeah. It's been a while. It's been it's been too long, honestly, and uh, it, we're finally back. Mm-hmm. Nick McVicker joined through the Garage Door Sports Cup phone by my amazing co-host Kyle Vardy. How are you doing today, man? Doing good, doing good. I'm awake, which is a very big surprise for a Saturday morning. But I say, it's a little I'm up for you. I know, I know. I'm up. I'm ready, and uh, happy to talk some sports today. Well, I'm happy to be back, man. It's been too long since we've had a chance to ha- jump on here. Uh, schedules. Mm-hmm suck and yep. when i was working 2 to 10 a.m for the olympics for the cbc it was uh it made it difficult for us to get on but we're back we got a lot to catch up on uh Irfan, unfortunately could not join us this week uh he's finishing his thesis so keep killing it buddy we're proud of you uh keep yep. doing what you got to do um but we got so much to talk about epl is back dude messi is no longer at barca <laughs> Yeah. Um, NHL, NBA off seasons are in full swing. There's MLB going on. We missed the All Star break, by the way. Before we get into anything else, what did you think of the All Star game? What did you think of the whole event with Shohei being the the lead guy, and then Vladdy end up winning uh, MVP in the game? I mean, the game itself was okay. It was anti. I, I like like I, I like I like the premise of it. I like you know I like Shohei hitting both like playing both positions, like that kind of stuff. Like that was really cool. But like the game itself was, eh. and then like, <laughs> I don't know if we want to talk about the actual home run derby itself, but my guy got knocked out in the first round. I had Joey Gallo, who just didn't do a goddamn thing. So, uh, I mean, it, it, was, it was an interesting weekend. Um, still not a fan of the jerseys, but that's a whole different conversation, but um, it's good. The big thing that I pulled from the the home run derby, man, and this was just totally random, but I was looking at all your guys on uh, the betting house, all your picks and everything, and I'm just like, okay. No one really had Trevor's story, and I thought he actually performed pretty well. I was I was impressed with what he did. Um, and then Juan Soto. Juan Soto looked fantastic, but no one's beating Pete Alonso right now in a home run derby. That guy is so locked in when it comes to home run derbies. Yeah. <laughs> it's incredible. Well, and, and it's – I'm kind of kind of exposed Justin right now, but Justin wanted Joey Gallo, but I already took him, so he took Pete Alonso instead, and ended up winning that as the winning pick. So yeah, and I mean full credit to him. I wasn't sure after the first round if he was going to be able to keep it up. Not only did he keep it up, he dominated the rest of the derby. Like he was so locked, and he was dancing in the box. Like that's he when was, you know was, you're locked in. Anytime you're dancing, hundred percent. He was enjoying himself, you know, and I think that's that's honestly where he shines the most is a home run derby style like that. Right? But so. that's what it's supposed to be. That's the whole point of the home run derby is to have fun. Enjoy it. Like don't mm-hmm. stress yourself out. Don't change your swing like crazy. Just go no. out there and swing. What's the worst that could happen? You don't hit a home run. Like, Yeah. Go out there and have fun. <laughs> that's the whole point of the all-star weekend, which is why Vladdy is like the perfect poster boy for all-star weekend, because he has fun no matter when he's playing the game. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, even regular season. He's just having a blast being on the field. That's because he grew up around it. He, he doesn't stress about it anymore. Right? Being 100%. around his dad, it's just it's perfect. So, 
I'm really excited. I think he's having a, a great time. I think the league in in and of itself is lucky that he is uh, doing so well, Vlad, right now. Yeah. No, I, absolutely. Honestly, and I think the league is truly benefiting from both Vlad and what we're seeing at Otani. And, and honestly, it's one of those. It's it's the two of them, and it's it's one of those. It, it's become more of a one-horse race, and no offense to Vladdy, but it's just he's kind of fallen off comparatively. Absolutely. And, and Otani's still pitching well. That's the biggest thing. If Otani wasn't thing, pitching the well. The sad thing is, though, Vladdy could win the Triple Crown and not win the MVP. 100%. Well, How, I mean, how ridiculous is that? <laughs> yeah. all, all, almost half uh, almost slash half Jays signing Michael Brantley might take that away from him, but we'll see. Yeah. But, like, that's what I'm saying. He could possibly win the Triple Crown. 100%. And still, like, it wouldn't even be close in my opinion. I think Otani wins the MVP right now based off the last few weeks. I, I, th- I think if he wins the Triple Crown, it's a different story. But if it, if he doesn't win the Triple Crown, then it's a conversation to have. Yeah. And you throw in the juniors in the AL in uh, Ronald Acuna and Fernando Tatis, like, the league's in a good place right now for superstars. It's fun to watch. <laughs> Anyways, not Absolutely. what we came, not what we were coming to talk about, but let's get right into our kickoff segment, sponsored by Canada Kicking Academy. Calling all kickers and punters in the Southern Ontario region. If you are looking for year-round professional development with elite competition, you need to train with the Canada Kicking Academy. The Ferraro brothers, Daniel and Gabe, are both University of Guelph alumni, and after illustrious university careers, they want to teach you everything they've learned over the years. If you want to take your special teams game to the next level, you need to train with the Canada Kicking Academy. Visit them at CanadaKickingAcademy.com or follow them on Instagram at Canada Kicking Academy. By the way, CFL has, is back. Mm-hmm. Argos looked good in week one, looked like crap last night. Um, Blue Bombers look fantastic so far through two games. Yep. Calgary looks lost. Which yeah. is a surprise to me. I thought they were still going to be good this year, but they're They've lost something. Again, not the point. <laughs> um, let's get into it. We'll start with soccer today, Kyle. And before we get into the EPL, which is back this weekend, by the way, thank the Lord. This is going to be so much fun to watch soccer again. We got to talk about the biggest news story from the off season, And it wasn't the Euros. It wasn't uh, the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, go Canadian women. Yep. I don't know. It was Messi. Messi leaving Barcelona because they don't have enough money based off of the league. Mm-hmm. And that's the key. This isn't a Barcelona issue. They had enough money to pay him, apparently, even though they're, like, millions and billions in debt. Yeah, like, apparently they did, but didn't. Yeah. Or just, like... But the league, they- La Liga has said that due to financial restrictions, financial barriers... They could not pull together the deal that they had agreed with with Messi. Right. Which means Messi is gone. Yeah, and it was one of those... He even offered, apparently, to take like half of the original agreed-upon dollar value just to stay with Barca. Yeah. So it's one of those, like, well, clearly something was up because that there should have been some way to work around it. Like, I... I I don't know the whole financial background. I don't know everything going on. But it's one of those, like, if La Liga came in and stopped that, they, I don't get it because they just lost the best player in La Liga. And they've already – don't forget, a couple years ago, they lost Ronaldo too. Yeah. And Neymar. 
<laughs> like they've been losing big name players for the last few years. You'd think that they yeah. would want to try to keep Messi involved because you just lost your golden ticket. Hundred percent. Right? Like no offense, La Liga has been going downhill. Ramos oh. also left this year too. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at a very very new La Liga, where Atletico is probably the best team right now. Yeah. Right. Like I, I don't know. If if I'm wrong on that one, but like they they look to be the f- most complete team. Real's on the transition. They got a, a lot of young guys. They could surprise. Yep. Barca's a mess. I I would not touch Barca right now with a ten foot pole. So, um, so it looks like a mess to me. And then of course Leo goes and signs with PSG. Which, by the way, before we get into the whole PSG looking really really good now with Leo Messi. How the hell are they able to afford him under financial fair play? How does that make any sense? Wasn't PSG one of the teams that was struggling with money when we talked about last year? Well, like all of them in the the Super League thing were struggling with money. Yeah. Not as much as like Real, I think, is the worst, but... Maybe I'm thinking Real, but I thought PSG was right up there. And it's like one of those like... Yeah, PSG, I think, top three. So how... Like it's one of those... How the hell can you do that i I don't get it honestly like i'm honestly surprised that they're allowing it because it seems like it goes against financial fair play city got dinged for this a few years ago let's not forget that chelsea got dinged for it Mm -hmm. right and they couldn't sign players for two uh two transfer windows yeah essentially a full year essentially a full year so why is PSG able to go out and buy Messi with no issues while they've been buying people all late? Like, they just picked up Sergio Ramos. I think that was a free transfer, though, wasn't it? Uh, yes. So, okay, maybe they're doing it because they just don't have any big transfers because they're getting everyone for free. But <laughs> Well, I was going to say, because so, Messi technically counts as a free transfer, does it not? Messi's a free transfer. Yeah, that's true, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Because there's technically no – they didn't buy him. His contract ran out, and it was a free transfer. Yeah. So I guess that's why it, I guess that's why it falls underneath it. Like it's, it's, it's a weird loophole, I guess, but it's like, it's technically a free transfer, <laughs> but he signs a two year deal with PSG. Now PSG looks just stupid. Good up front. Scary. Yeah. <laughs> and they, as we also said they are also added Ramos. Um, like they're, they're really, really good right now. Oh, absolutely! Like that, like that, that whole team just looks astounding. It's and the sad thing to me, I still don't think they win Champions League. I mean, they should. Yeah, like the, the the lineup should win Champions League. Hundred percent. But knowing, just knowing the fact that the best team usually doesn't win Champions League immediately says to me that PSG is not winning Champions League. It, it, <laughs> right? Like it, it, it's it's tough. Like would would I like them to win? Yeah, I think it'd be kinda cool. But like and that that's coming from a Chelsea fan. Like I think it'd be cool to see them and like I would I would honestly love to see them just like completely dominate. Just like run through and it, it, it's it's weird because that would be terrible for competition 
but it'd just be kind of cool to see, <laughs> like, because you, you you don't you never you don't really have that. Like, I guess you could say Bayern sometimes kind of runs through it, but even then, it's not really. Yeah, they like, also use they, their B squad in the group stage and then come out yeah. and run through afterward. <laughs> yeah, fair. But like that's because they can because the German league's not very good, so they can use their B yeah. squad in the German league in the second half of the year and just get through no problem. I mean, didn't they 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 lose or they draw yesterday? I don't think they, they drew yesterday. Yeah. Um, but actually, speaking of PSG, the other one free transfer of Donnarumma. I was like, wait, what? Oh well, yeah, 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 that's true. Like, it's like, like, God, the front front four for PSG. It's gross. Mbappe, Neymar, Messi, and Di Maria. It's gross. <laughs> That's just disgusting. Oh God. Let alone adding Ramos to the back. But that's just I don't know. I, I, I think I would like to see them do well. Will they do well? We'll see. Yeah. I mean, it's all up in the air, so we'll we'll have to see. Let's flip the script. We'll go to the EPL now, Kyle. Um yeah. And the EPL's back this weekend. We've already had two matches finished. There's a bunch going on right now. Yep. Um, who has had a good offseason so far, in your opinion? Uh, who who did the who did the best to make their their case for this this season? Um, I like I like the signings of, of Man United. I like the Sancho signing as well as the Varane signing. Even though apparently the Varane signing isn't official, apparently. it was it was announced uh, this morning before the game. Oh, was it? Okay, yeah. So he wasn't he wasn't in the lineup, but he was officially announced today. Right. Okay. So um, I do like those signings. That really that really secures well, basically two of the biggest holes they had last year, um, and truly gives them a top. I guess a running for that top spot in the EPL. I don't know if they're quite there yet, but at least it gives them a chance to go for the running there. Yeah. Um, they're definitely I do, top three in my opinion. Oh, 100%. And 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 I think, no offense to Liverpool, but I think Liverpool's fourth. I think realistically. Um, it depends on how well Van Dyke comes back. If Van Dyke comes back and he's that defensive wall, they have a good enough attack that they can make up for... that, Or they have... <laughs> They have a good enough attack that they can score a goal or two a game, and that wall, that defense is just going to be good, right? I think he right. is he is the true cornerstone of that team. If he comes back and he's ridiculously good, they're they're fine. But yeah, but again, we'll see. So, um, can you not? Thank you. Um, <laughs> I do like the Man City the Man City Grealish uh, Grealish signing. I think is he worth that much? To me, we'll see. He, I think they have, to pay, they have to pay the English fee. No, I, I understand that. I'm just saying we'll, we'll see if he ends up being worth the money. I guess is the real question. Yeah. Um. Right. It's one of those. Can he be that player? Hundred percent. He could. He could be a fantastic player for City. One. I. Where does he fit? That's right? what I'm wondering. Because they need Cause, a striker. They don't. They don't really yeah. have a striker. I mean, didn't they struggle to get Foden in as well last year? And don't they basically play the same position? Uh, Foden's more of a centralized guy. If yeah, if, but, give, if given the chance, he's more of a central attacking guy. But yeah. yeah, they do play the same position. Like it's very very similar situation where it's like Foden. I don't think got as much time as he should have last year. No, not even right? close. To not truly develop, and it's one of those like. Are they gonna is Foden now gonna get even less minutes because Grealish is Grealish is there and they're and gonna they try and get brought him in, they also brought in this guy, eighteen uh, year old Kaki from Brazil from Fluminense. He's okay. another winger. 
Yeah. Like, you're just bringing in wingers. You don't have a striker. Yeah. Well, and, and that's why, honestly, Aguero's barring something, barring something, barring a Harry Kane, whatever the hell happens with him, I mean, yeah, they're stuck. Like, yeah. But I, I, st- I still think Cities has one of the best teams. Don't get me wrong. I still think they're going to be top three. I still think they're going to contend for that title. Um, but I'm not sure about that signing. I like it, but at the same point, where is it going to fit? Um, like I think they're I, like they're gonna have Sterling up front. Obviously, I, I I'm not yeah. I'm not silly people. I get that, but like you got you're gonna have Grealish and Mares on the side, and then F- Foden's coming off the bench again, and Foden's the one that needs minutes. Yep, that's the issue. Hundred percent. You got Rodri, Fernandinho, and Gundogan in the middle. Yep. Their defense I mean, is their defense is an issue though. No offense. That's that's Cancelo, old. Diaz, Ake, and Mendy is not a strong enough defense. No, it's especially when the teams around you have gotten better offensively too. Like you look at like like Chelsea's biggest problem last year was scoring goals, right? They had no problem keeping the ball out. They had no problem with that, but they had a problem with putting the ball in the back of the net. Yep. And honestly, that that Lukaku signing, I personally would have liked Holland better. Just my opinion. But clearly, they didn't well, want yes, to but that's price. not really but, their fault right now. <laughs> no, no, because the act, asking price was just stupid. Like, and and even then, even what they signed Lukaku for was still uh, an exorbitant amount. But at the same point, if, if he becomes the Lukaku of, you know, United the Italian United. league, when he when he was in the Italian league, if he becomes that Lukaku in the EPL. He's worth every penny. It's or not even was, like even the last little bit when he was at United. Like Lukaku looked like a beast in the EPL. Well, the the first season at United, if we get that Lukaku yeah. done, the second season he struggled a little bit, and that's what got him to go out. But then at the end, like at the very end, he was doing really well before he. Yeah, went. And, and honestly, I think Lukaku's a different player than when he was in the EPL. Absolutely, you know, he's experienced more. He knows what to do, and but the other thing is, he's not like a Timo Werner who comes in. Who did fantastic in the German league? All of a sudden, comes in and doesn't know how to play EPL football. Yeah, Lukaku's been there before. That's the biggest thing. He's been there, done right? that. He knows what he's doing. He's been coaching guys in the exactly. in the EPL for the last few years. Exactly. So it's one of those like I think this could be a fantastic signing for Chelsea. And honestly, I want to see them play Werner and Lukaku up front together because I think Werner would truly dominate, not being the the, the focus point uh, of that of that Chelsea attack. Yeah, he doesn't target. Exactly. If he's the second, because the biggest problem with him last year was one was offsides because he had no idea how to stay onside. He also couldn't do um, that when he was shooting, but that was a whole that, other yeah, issue. That that, that comes with it, yeah. that comes with confidence, yeah. though. But it was one of those like he struggled to stay onside and try. He struggled with the defenders purely focusing on him as as the front guy. Yeah. And honestly, I don't think if you have those two up there. You cannot focus on Werner as the top guy. You're focused on Lukaku. That's your that's your biggest thing. Yeah, absolutely. And so I, I mean, to me, Lukaku could be up for the Golden Boot, but with Jorginho taking penalties, it might take away from him. So we'll see how that goes. I hate Jorginho's penalty taking. <laughs> I, that, that, that's the, the uh, Super Cup. Oh God, that was, that was just like ice in the veins. Just. I'm scoring this, and I don't care what you do. It is so annoying for me because I'm 
I'm a big believer that you just need to run up and take the kick. Don't yeah. don't overthink it. Don't do anything that's going to affect your run up because guess what? It's going to cost you in the end. Why yeah. are you why are you doing this stupid little skip? I mean, it works for him. It but... works, but it doesn't work too because he missed for Italy. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right? Like if yeah. he had if he had just blasted that into the corner, the same corner Instead of mm-hmm. doing the skip, he probably would have been fine because it didn't. It wouldn't have thrown off his timing. It wouldn't have thrown off his angle and whatever. Fair. Uh, just, but I get frustrated. Hundred percent. Yeah, but I was disappointed actually with uh, City's off season. I don't think they did anything to build on their on their defense. All they did was bring in yeah. Grealish and the other yeah. winger that I mentioned. Sorry, and they brought in Scott Carson, the thirty-five-year-old keeper from Derby County, or Derby. Derby, not Derby County. Who probably won't see a minute. Not a chance. Yeah. They got a bunch of guys back from loan, but then they sent a bunch of them right back out on loan or sold them. Yeah. So, like, they didn't do anything. I do like the, the uh, Sancho signing for United and the Varane signing. Yeah. Um, I also like the Tom Heaton pickup. I know he's 35 as a keeper. Yeah. He's been through the United system, so it's kind of a good thing to have him in to work with um, – well, as I say, is that going to not not going to take away time from Henderson? No, like Henderson will get Henderson will get minutes. Heaton is more coming in as like a a mentor for Henderson because he's player been coach? like player coach, kind of. But he's been through the United system before Heaton. Like he came through the academy and everything. So to bring Fair. him in to sort of help Henderson with the transition from being a number one to being the backup before becoming the number one again is probably right. the right thing to do, in my opinion. Um. I would love to see a little bit more from United in regards to like a midfielder, but that's it's a yeah. little late. It's a little late in the transfer window for that. Uh, yeah. Other than that, I'm not really surprised by any of the teams off season. Like everyone kind of did what I thought they were going to do. So. No, I mean, when it comes to the EPL, like Sorry, no. Let me correct I'm... that. Let me correct that. The only team that didn't do what I thought they were going to do was Tottenham. Because Tottenham so what, did like, nothing. They did nothing. Oh, and that was the problem. I thought, well, they, needed, I, I, I thought they needed to move on from Kane because that's just been a distraction. Yep. Not that they should, but I think they needed to. Mm-hmm. And they needed to fill. And they didn't They didn't do that. All they did was lose uh, Alderweireld and Hart. Yeah. And they brought in I, Brian yeah. Gill. I, I, think, I think the other one is, is Arsenal, I think. Oh, Arsenal. Like the Ben White signing, which I believe will be um, criticized, I guess you could say, for God knows how long. Um, Listen, could I think Ben, ben White, White has could... the ability to be really good. Yeah, but I don't think he was ready to be a like a a true number a, one. A marquee player. signing. <laughs> well, I mean, oh well, yeah, like he was over twice his market value was what they paid well, for. And that's the thing. I think I think the biggest thing is. Will he ever live up to expectations for his money worth? Not at Arsenal. Yes, he will. Yes, he will, in my opinion. Yeah. But Arsenal is not the right place for him to have gone. That makes sense. Like, I just don't think their system right now, and we'll get into it. Well, actually, let's just get right into it now. Like, were you surprised by either of the first two matches so far? Um, Well, the answer is yes for the first one. I was going to say, Brentford showed up. Like, killer beats. God. No, there's no chance that we, I expected Brentford to win by two goals. No, just no, not what I expected. But then again, you look at Arsenal and it's like, okay, 
if any of the big six are going to lose a big game in the first week, it's going to be Arsenal and it's going to be a surprise. <laughs> it was going to be them, yeah. And, and I'm sorry, Haley, I know if you're watching, you're going to hate me. Or if you're, I know if you're listening, you're going to hate me for saying this. Arsenal is a big six club with the mentality that they just need to maintain it. They just need to stay in the top half. Oh, there, there is no big six anymore. No, but Sorry. you know what I'm. But you know what I'm saying, right? They, they no, have the I, money, I know. They have the money of the big six. I would yeah. say that there, there's a big six when it comes to financials, and then there's then there's Arsenal at the bottom of that big six who just are okay with finishing top ten. So they're the New York Mets of the EPL. They have the money. Yeah. Team's not very. Yeah, yeah. I they try. They try to make example. additions. Doesn't do much. That's a good example. I like that one. It's. And it's disappointing because the history that goes along with it. Like, I want to respect Arsenal, right? They have the Invincibles history. They have all these great players that have gone through this club, right? Mm-hmm. So they have they have the backing of one of the best fan bases because of that. Yep. And yet they pull crap like this and put out a, a crappy lineup. No offense. It was a crappy lineup. Well, and, and the biggest problem with them – is because of all that history, there's so much expectation. Yeah. And they don't do anything. Like no, it's like they don't. Like it's like it's like, hey, we need a we need a striker, right? Let's let's bring somebody in. Like they're they're going after they were going after Tam, uh, Tammy Abraham of, of Chelsea, and then all of a sudden, now all of a sudden they're getting beat by uh who is it? Um trying to think of the team, trying to think of the team. Uh, maroon logo. West Ham. No Spanish. Oh, Spanish. Spanish. Maroon logo. Oh, sorry, no, no, sorry, uh, Monaco, Monaco. <laughs> I think. No, either way, Wh- whatever. They're getting beat by somebody. It's like, like even after, even if they try and go after somebody, like a striker, all of a sudden, no, they're getting out. They're getting outbid by somebody else. It's like, like, come on. I, I'm sure if you look up Tammy Abraham, the first thing, yeah. yeah. Um, so, I think it's Monaco. He's still Chelsea, so Roma. Yeah, no, 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 Roma. no. But Roma, that's it. Roma, Roma, close, close. Um, that's Italian, dude. <laughs> potato, <Spanish>. tomato. <laughs> um, either way, but like, it's like, like actually those... awake. I know he said he was awake, folks. He's not actually awake. Uh, but like, even then, like. It's just one of those. It, it's just <laughs> Arsenal is just that team. Like people like to pick on. Like they used to be a big six team. There, there used to be a big six team in a, a big six in general. Yeah, it's now down to four, right? I would I say think five. That, I would actually add Leicester up there, in my opinion, personally, because they've been consistent since they won their championship. They have been consistently in the top five, top six. Every I, I, I just don't think Leicester's on the same level as the other four right now. I'm not I, saying I, they I, are, but I would say yeah. they're still a big five because they keep finishing in fifth or sixth every year, as yeah. opposed to Arsenal, who goes from fourth one year down to ninth or eighth, yeah. and then sits there for a few years, and then jumps up into third, and then goes back down to ninth or eighth. Like Leicester's at least consistent enough that, I, and they compete with the top four in those matches. They don't. Yeah. They don't. I'm not saying they win a lot of them, but they compete at least, and it's one nil, one two one games. Yep. Where I can I'm comfortable in putting them in the top five. Yeah, I, I think I think the biggest thing is just one of those like the four in no particular order is Chelsea, Liverpool, City, and United. And 
and it's one of those like it looked like United was falling off of that, but they yeah, I was gonna say well, beginning of last year, you made the hot hot take that they were gonna finish outside the top ten or whatever like that. I can't remember awful at the beginning of the year after the first four weeks. I thought they were gonna. I was worried that they might be fighting for relegation. Not really, but like it was a legitimate concern. But and and then it's one of those you know. Now all of a sudden they 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 turned it on. They figured it out and the McGuire combo worked finally after two months. Yeah. Now they've well, and and, and they they finally figured out. Hey, maybe we should go fill the signing or go fill our holes with the signing. So they yeah. they end up doing that and it worked out. And, exactly. Yeah. You know, it works. So. Yeah. Um. So, that match was a bit of a surprise. United beating Leeds five one this morning. I mean, I'm kind not of surprised a surprise five, that United won. But, yeah. But yeah, surprise it was 5 1. Like, that was a lot. Fernandez looked phenomenal. <laughs> well, I was going to say, after he looked absolutely horrible. He in looked the, awful. <laughs> European. Like, in, in the Euros, he was horrible. Yeah, he was awful. But... And it, it wasn't even a question. <laughs> so he gets the hat trick today. Pogba with the uh, three assists. Yep. Fred comes on, gets a goal. <laughs> no. I mean, they, they look good, good. So things are looking good. I also love that they kept Cavani. Um, I think that was. I think that's an underrated one because I think mm-hmm. he just fits the system right now. Um, okay, quickly, surprise team is who's winning the EPL in your mind? Any surprise teams? Um, I have. I'm a. I'm going out on a limb. I got Chelsea winning. See, I want to say Chelsea, but at the same point, but I really could see any of the top three that we talked about winning. Hundred percent, and it's like one of those like, I, I I had personally, I'm a Chelsea fan, but I have to go City just because I have to, I can't go against City like they they're always successful. It's just, yeah, my, it's just, my only concern is that if yeah. they get a couple injuries, especially oh, to that already weak back line, mm-hmm. they're screwed. Like yeah. I don't trust the back line as is. Like I know Ruben Diaz had a great year last year, but that was one year. Yeah. Like, I need to see more from him. He didn't even start for his nation no. in the Euros, right? Like he was on the bench. Mm-hmm. Did he even make the bench? Whatever. Uh, I think so. Like, it just wasn't good enough. So, I'm now yeah. wondering if that's going to be their Achilles heel. I mean, it definitely could, 100%. Especially considering, especially considering Chelsea and United beefed up their attacking. Yeah. So. And, I, I mean, like, all, all signs point – to not all signs no a good there's a good sign towards chelsea should win based on how many clean sheets they had this year adding attacking right and and the whole whole thomas tuchel like resurgence is he he fantastic as as a coach yes he is 100 so it's like i don't think that was really a debate (laughs) but 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 i mean just like what he brings to the team when he came in ever since he came in what he's brought so i mean I'm gonna say Chelsea. I'm gonna say City, but You're in my Chelsea. heart, says Chelsea. So, I think it's gonna be Chelsea. Um, yeah. I think Leicester is gonna finish fourth by like one or two points on Liverpool. <clears throat> okay. Just because I'm worried that another injury to that back line is gonna be catastrophic for Liverpool. Either Joe Gomez or Van Dijk, like I. They went through a whole year without them. Now they're going to do it again if one of them gets hurt. Like, I just don't know if they can do that. So, I hope that doesn't happen, by the way. That would that would make me very, very sad. But, yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, 
I have United and City finishing like dead heat second, like three points back of City or of Chelsea. Oh, I, I think it's gonna go right down to the wire. Oh, it's 100%. gonna go. It's gonna be fantastic. This is gonna be a fun year again, barring injuries, of course. Of course, because that that changes everything in a, in a flash. But barring injuries, this is gonna be a really, really, really fun year, and mm-hmm. I can't wait for it. That'll do it for our kickoff segment sponsored by Canada Kicking Academy. If you were looking for year-round professional development with elite competition, you need to train with the Canada Kicking Academy. Visit them at CanadaKickingAcademy.com or on Instagram at Canada Kicking Academy. They've been doing some great things with the uh, OUA uh, kickers this year. Some of them are, are Canada Kicking Academy alum. So they're going to be all over it if you want some help. We're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, NHL, NBA off-seasons, Kyle, lots of fun there. You will not want to miss it. Slime Thoughts. We are an all-soccer podcast hosted by yours truly with guests every episode. We provide news, analysis, and opinions every episode as well. Touchline Thoughts is powered by the Garage Door Sports Network, and you can listen to us on your favorite podcatcher. Cheers. All right, Kyle, we're back. Mm-hmm. Fitting that the Touchline Thoughts commercial was the one that we play after the <laughs> soccer gambit, but I, I mean, I, I like it. I like it. It's the way to go. Um, but now, dude, it's time to get into a little NHL. Yep. Because it's us. We got to talk some NHL at some point. Of course. And, um, we haven't had a chance to actually sit down and talk about this, but what did you think of the Seattle expansion draft? Um, very weird. Um, yeah. One, I think it was poorly run because I already knew every single player that the Kraken were taking. That wasn't the Kraken's fault, though. No, but but uh, I mean, not not poorly run by the Kraken, more poorly run by the NHL and the fact that all these picks are getting out. Like there's there should have been literally a ballot that was given to Seattle or sorry, given to the NHL, like five hours before, like Seattle knew who they were taking contacts that player individually, but nobody else. Should the problem know. is as soon as they contact that player, it's now public knowledge nowadays. No. I, and, and it's one of those, like you didn't have this with Vegas. I, I know other right? than flurry. Like everyone knew flurry was going, but even then that was just because it was a given. Like yeah. that was just one of those, like, you know, to me, it was one of those like uh, Tarasenko's available. I thought auto- automatically Tarasenko was going to get taken. Right? I thought Price was right. going. I thought Price was so, going. So did I. And it was one of those like like wh- when do those players truly come available in expansion draft? They never do. So it's like all right, take them. Like you have to take them. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like it's like oh yeah, by the way, uh, out of St. Louis they're taking Vince Dunn. It's like don't get me wrong, Vince Dunn's a great pick. He's a young defenseman. They way overpaid him on his contract. That's a whole other story, but. Um, it's just one of those, like, it was disappointing the way it was because they gave me no reason to watch the draft. Like I, I didn't want, I didn't watch it. I literally knew the entire team before the thing even started. Yeah. It was kind of disappointing because like you wanted it to be entertaining, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't. I actually had them taking Vince Dunn. I didn't think they were going to take Tarasenko. So I actually got that one right. I I I didn't get much. I didn't get much right. I want to make that very clear. I did not get very much right. (laughs) 
Well, I don't think anybody did. They they literally went off the board with ninety percent of the picks. Yeah, like they literally guy, they literally went for cap space and then decided to waste the cap space on half these other players. Yeah, I think I had I had Eberly. I know that that was a given though in my mind. There was, was no was, there was yeah. no one else that they should have taken. Um, I had Flurry from uh, Anaheim going as well. I think that's yeah, an I, underrated one. I think he. I had I had, really I had for sure. I think he can be really really good. So flurry, yeah, yeah. I mean, if he develops properly, hundred percent. Yeah, I also thought that they were going to take a swing at Will Butcher from um, the Devils, and I thought that yeah. would have been a very interesting second pairing him with Flurry. But regardless, I was disappointed as were you. Like it was just not, it wasn't right. I think actually the the day itself was fine. The show, I think they did a good job yeah. bringing a few players on. I think they had a lot of really cool segments with uh, sportscasters, sports athletes from the Seattle area, which was really good. Yep. But it was it was just underwhelming because you kind of already knew who was going, which was not cool. Yeah, and it, it it's how do I say it? it lacked the luster that the Vegas one had. Yeah. I guess what you could say, right? The Vegas one was it was Vegas. Oh my god, Vegas, big things are happening, that kind of stuff. But you didn't know who was going to be picked. You had an idea. Yeah, you you knew but it was a little... and then everyone else was gonna be a question mark. But even then it was one of those like they took England, right? England was that the hometown boy yeah. and that kind of stuff. He came out in the Vegas jersey, but nobody had any idea that England was going to get taken. No. So it was like one of those like, oh, my God, okay, this is actually sweet. Like, that's cool. Hometown kid. Where's the Vegas jersey? That has good appeal. I want to watch TV for that, right? Yeah, exactly. And then all these picks come out, and all of a sudden it's like, well, one, they're going for cap space. So there's very limited big-name guys that, that are going – that can put on the jersey, right? And no offense to Chris Drager, but he's not Gary Price. So, um, how good it's would one that? Those... How good would a combo of Drieger and Price been as a oh, as a goalie duo? Are you kidding me? Hundred percent. Like, no, I, I mean, no, I know they've signed Grubauer after, but still. Well, but apparently that contract has to be fixed. So, hey, no, it was um, fixed. Did it get fixed? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I, I, all, all, I, all I read was it had to get fixed. I didn't read when it did or whatever. If you actually but, read that article when they said it needed to get fixed, it, they had already fixed it. <laughs> oh. um, but even it, – it's it's one of those like – I feel bad for Drager because he was going to Seattle being like, hey, I'm going to be the number one goalie. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um, but it's like – it's just – it was disappointing. Let's put it that way. Because there, there's ways – and I know with technology and everything out there nowadays, you can't really have anything secret. It's like everything comes out eventually. Yeah. But if the thing, if, if the picks would have come out half an hour before the show, people still would have watched. Yeah. The fact, fact that it came out the day four or five hours ahead. Some of them the day before. Some of them started yeah. leaking the day before. Like, but then it's like one of those like four or five hours ahead. Like some of those like everybody had an idea of who was going to get taken, right? There's like two or three realistic players that are going to get picked. And all of a sudden Seattle goes off the goddamn board with half these picks, yeah. picking an AHL like third liner just because he's 600K for the salary. It's like, um, okay, why the hell is that the case? Yeah. Like it's just, it, it was poorly run. I Seattle's going to be terrible. Simple as that. But like if you actually look at it, they have a really good defense and a great goaltending tandem now with Grubauer and Drieger. Yeah, they just can't they score. They need to find some scoring, and they'd be, they might be okay, especially sorry, considering but, their division is god-awful. I'm sorry, but Jaden Schwartz is not going to score you 60 goals. He is, but Kyle, no, but, it, but it's just it's one of those like... Kyle, listen, though. Listen to their division 
and tell me oh, how many teams are legitimately good in this division. Anaheim, Calgary, yeah. Edmonton, Kings, San Jose, Vancouver, and Vegas. I have two of those teams being guaranteed playoff teams. Two. And that's Vegas and Edmonton. I mean, yeah. I don't trust Calgary, and I don't trust Vancouver, but they're the next tier. And then the yeah. three California teams are god-awful. Oh, absolutely. There's a chance that just because they have a good enough defense, Seattle could make the goddamn playoffs. Yeah, I mean, like I'm looking at looking at their, I'm looking at their team right now, and it's not it's not horrible. It's not horrible, but I'm just comparing it to the rest but, of the division. They could finish third. Like the, their defense is legit, and I, I will not deny that. Like it's just one of those like even better, that, Kyle. If you look at the central, because we're back to the east west now for the playoffs, right? So it's the next two teams after the top three will make yeah. the wild card. Listen to the teams in the Central and tell me who's finishing out after the top three, because I think the top three is pretty clear. After the right. top three, who's finishing fourth, and do you think they're going to be better than Seattle? You have Arizona. No. Chicago. Maybe. Colorado's in, in my mind. Dallas. No. no. Minnesota. Maybe. Nashville. No. St. Louis. Maybe third. Yeah, and then Winnipeg, I think, is the second best team in that division, which is saying a lot. Yeah, seeing as they came in fourth in the. But I actually, but if you think about it, the North Division last year, I think, is better than a lot of people thought it was going to be. Actually, they came in third last year, but yeah. Um, but the rest of the yeah. division's awful. So who's going to finish fourth in that division and try to compete with the fourth place team in the Pacific, or the fifth place team in the Pacific for the two wild card spots? Right, like these two divisions are awful. Fair. The two best divisions in hockey are in the East. And that's just a terrible thing, yeah. Right? Am I I'm not wrong though. No, you're not. Like like as a Leafs fan, I, I'm I hate the fact that they went back to the old divisions. But <laughs> um it's just one of those like I I, I guess there's a chance they potentially It's a sad chance. to say, but yeah. there's a there's a chance that they make playoffs in their first year. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Kyle's really mad at himself now because he's like, this can't be happening. <laughs> well, because they're a terrible team. and Should they be in the playoffs? Not a chance. But they but have, like, the I mean, thing is, they have one of the best defensive cores in the West. Yeah. Like, there's a chance. There's a chance. Cause, I'm not saying it's a good chance. I'm not saying it's a bad chance, but there's a chance. Because realistically, one good team in the East – at least one good team, if not two, is getting knocked out. Yeah, at least. Because, like, a top three of Tampa for sure yep. in the Atlantic. Tampa, Toronto, and probably Florida, in my oh, opinion. Either Florida or Boston, depending on how. I would say Florida's uh, Florida's better than Boston right now, but not by much. But I have I have Florida ahead of Boston. I just For Boston, it comes down to goaltending. That's the and they don't thing. have one. Well, I get Swayman. I know. Sorry, they don't have a they don't have a, an experienced guy in my opinion. They got Allmark. Sure. <laughs> right. He's playing, he's, he's playing behind a good defense now instead of Thanks for proving my point. Anyway, um, <laughs> Montreal I mean, could yeah. also fight for that as well, depending on how how long Price is out and how they how they mesh as a team again. I, I don't I don't think they really signed the people to replace like 
Weber and no, I don't Jeanette think they. I don't think they did. They could. They could be like the Islanders from a few. I mean, years. they were in the finals last year, so you can't really count them out. That's what so. I'm saying, right? So they could be the fifth team, and then the, the Metro is just good. Like in the Metro, you got Washington, Carolina, and probably Pittsburgh top three. Islanders. Islanders probably may push out Pittsburgh on that one potentially. But then you have Flyers should bounce back accordingly. I, I mean, they were terrible last year, but they should bounce back. You would Rangers think. could be good too because they're they Rangers. Years Rangers should Rangers should be good. Right. The only and teams then, that I'm not convinced on in that in that division are the Devils and the Blue Jackets. Even then, the Devils are going to be good. I think they're going to be good. On, I just don't think they'll be good enough to push for a playoff spot. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I, I think it's going to be tough. Like if, if we're talking the old division, yeah, they have a better sh- chance. But the, the back to these. Back to the Metro and Atlantic divisions, it's going to be tough. Like the Devils got a heck of a lot better, especially with the Dougie Hamilton signing, and we'll get into that. Yeah. But um, I, I think I think that team's going to be a lot better. But God, that's other than like honestly, other than Columbus, I, I could realistically see any of those teams making the playoffs. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying, right? Like, so we're, we're back to the Seattle conversation. Like, yeah. Seattle could make it out of the West because the West just looks awful. Yeah. And that's just sad. Um, from one draft to another, Kyle, let's quickly talk about the big news from the expansion draft. And it it's kind of upsetting, but the expansion draft was overshadowed this year. You mean the, you know, the regular draft? Huh? Or the, uh, the entry draft was overshadowed yeah, yeah. this year. Sorry. Yeah. Um, because of Montreal making their first-round selection of uh, Logan Mayu. Yeah. After this kid asked not to be drafted because he wanted a year to right the wrong that he had over in Sweden. Mm-hmm. And I don't really want to get into that because that's not the point of this conversation. No. Montreal takes him anyway, 31st overall. Now, don't get me wrong. If we're talking just on ice, this mm-hmm. kid obviously is a first-round pick. I'm not I'm not denying that. He was probably a top-15 pick right. this year. But he asked not to be drafted. Yeah. He's going through legal things over with over in Sweden. Well, I mean, he's here now, but like he's dealing with it still. He's dealing with the Swedish police, yeah. Right. And then Montreal goes and does this. You're just yeah. asking for problems when you do this. And we we talked about it on 20 Minutes on Ice, and I gave my opinion. Like, yes, are they doing enough to try to help the kid? We don't know, right? We don't know what they're actually doing behind the scenes. It's from what they're saying, they're giving him all the rehabilitation that he that, that yeah. he's asking for, any, anything that he's asking for, which is good. Yep. But why why do this to yourself? Why overshadow the draft after this kid fully asked not to be drafted? Why? <laughs> like, I know I, I know the answer, but... It's Montreal. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> um, it, it's one of those... And th- this is not my opinion on the kid. The kid probably is a good kid but it's just one of the, it's a situation where if he asks not to be drafted the nhl has to not necessarily put something in place but have something where it's like okay if you draft this kid there's consequences for your team because you can pull they can pull his name from the draft registry yeah he can't Why do it himself do but the NHL, because i don't i don't get the nhl and i and this is this is on nobody but the NHL. This is this is well, sorry, and Montreal. And Montreal. Say, it's on Montreal and but, the NHL. But it's it's the NHL like should have handled this better. Yeah. And all of a sudden, well, Bettman's like, "Well, we're not happy with Montreal. It's your problem. It's your fault. 
like this kid should not have been eligible to be drafted. If he, if, if, and when I say if, everything is worked out and he's cleared of charges or whatever, or he becomes rehabilitated, and I'm not saying he's automatically should be drafted. Like if he's convicted or if whatever, if he's proven that everything uh, he has done everything right after and tried to rectify the situation, yes, he gets his chance to be drafted. Hundred percent. That's not the case. No, and now all of a sudden, and it goes back to how it's a it's a boys' league, and all of a sudden, you know, he 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 can't do no wrong because he gets drafted first in the first round. We wouldn't be having this conversation if he got drafted in the second or third round and somebody took a flyer on him. We right? might we might have been having the conversation if he was drafted second or third. If he was drafted after that, if he was four to seventh round, maybe the conversation's different. Just just not nearly as much as we are now, no, right? Because sure. it's the first round. First round is prestigious. Right. It's it's very limited. They have a whole show about it, right? Yeah. It's the first round. Yep. Right? The second and third round, the picks go, okay, done, 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 done. No problem, right? And yeah. if the, the pick would have pick would have been talked about. Don't get me wrong. But it wouldn't be as talked about as it is right now because it's the first round pick. And, and it's just one of those, it looks bad on the NHL that a team like that is willing to basically forget about all these charges that are going on right now and going, yeah, they're helping him, whatever. I don't care. That's not the point. The point is this kid shouldn't have been drafted because now it looks bad on the NHL in the, in the eyes of everybody. everybody. And it's one of those, like, just be smart. And they just messed up. They really messed up on this one. I, mean, I can't say it any better than that, Kyle. You nailed it on the head. It was the same thing that me and Ryan talked about last week on 20 Minutes on Ice. It's just not good enough from the NHL. You made a mistake. You you need to you need to look in the mirror next time when a kid asks not to be drafted. Mm-hmm. Don't draft him. Like it's as simple as that. Remove the name. It's yeah. not that hard. It's really not that hard. It happens all the time in the NBA. Like players remove their name in the NBA. Why are you th- why is that not a thing in the NHL? Like, well, especially with him asking to do it. He took the big step of Insane. asking. He basically said, I don't deserve to be drafted based off what yeah. I did. I need to look at myself in the mirror. I don't want to be a nuisance. 100%. And you made him a nuisance by doing that. Yep. It's ridiculous. Anyways, uh, let's get into quickly before we transition to the NBA, Kyle. Mm-hmm. The, obviously, the NHL offseason is full swing. Lots of big name signings, lots of big moves. Uh, Flurry obviously traded. Uh, Seth Jones then traded uh, both to Chicago. Dougie Hamilton signing with New Jersey. Grubauer goes and signs with Seattle. Hyman goes to Edmonton. Um, Schwartz to Seattle as well. Sorry, I forgot that one. A few guys mm-hmm. re-signed in Ovechkin and Landeskog. What has been the biggest – who do you think has been the biggest offseason addition for their respective teams so far? Um, I And I mentioned it earlier. I, th- I think Dougie Hamilton has got the biggest impact on his team. I think Dougie Hamilton brings what they thought they were getting in P.K. Subban. I think that's the biggest thing for the Devils. It truly shores up their defense and gives them that number one option. They never had the number one option because P.K. Subban could never live up to that contract. That's it. That was his yeah. biggest problem. And, you know, I, I think the Devils with that all of a sudden become a, a better team now. 
and it's 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 amazing how one simple signing can all of a sudden you know kickstart a team into potentially being a fringe playoff team basically from being a rebuilding team to a now a fringe playoff team yeah. right and you know you, you add the other Hughes brother they added in the draft and, and all of a sudden this team's like okay like this team is going to be a good team for years to come and it's not as if Dougie Hamilton is going to be old when that team is competitive he's going to be right there in his like upper edge of the prime right yeah Uh, uh, his upper edge of the prime getting into you know when this team is truly competitive and and that's and that's perfect you know is he going to make a lot of money 100 percent. there's no question about that but i i think it's a fantastic signing and i think it truly works out um for them my other signing and this is just going it's not really a, a sign in trade, I guess is what you could say. Alex and for the Detroit Red Wings. Yeah. I think it's going to have a huge impact on that young team. Absolutely. You know, um, the fact that he was a Calder finalist and Carolina traded him for nothing. Um, like, and, and then all of a sudden goes and signs a two year, $6 million deal, which looking at who Carolina then signed as their goaltenders in Freddie Anderson and Auntie Ronta, I would take Nadelkovich right now or both of those guys, to be honest. Like, Unless Freddie, it, like, refines his game. But I, I don't know that, if he has it a, anymore. I really don't know. If. That's a big if. We'll I don't see know what if he happens. has it anymore. I really don't. Yeah. And, 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 that's, and that's not me being, you know, a Leafs fan and being very biased. No, it's because, like, realistically – he wasn't very good, and it's not as if the Leafs' defense – the Leafs' defense was bad in years past, but last year it was good, and he still could not stop anything. No. I mean, so I I personally think that was a steal, and it's another friggin' Stevie Y. It's like just becoming stupid now of Stevie Y just absolutely fleecing GMs and, and getting good players, like – I don't know. I don't get it, but like, I think he's going to have a huge impact on the Detroit team and Detroit potentially could have their goalie of the future, which they've been looking for for years since what? Like Osgood, Osgood, Osgood legacy, like that kind of stuff. Like they've been looking for a goaltender ever since. Yeah. I also like the, sorry to build, go back to your New Jersey conversation. I love the Hmm. Ryan Graves addition from them. I know he wasn't a signing, but oh, brilliant, just brilliant move. He looked so good last year in Colorado. But I think could my be a, could be a steal too. Like, yeah, I was so mad. That pissed me off, honestly. I think actually the big, the best addition to their team, it wasn't actually a signing necessarily. Um, was the Mark Andre Fleury and Seth Jones acquisitions by the Blackhawks? Yep. Because we talked about how weak the West is going to be, and I love the moves by New Jersey. Don't get me wrong, mm. but they're in a very, very tough division. Yeah. Chicago's not. <laughs> Chicago's division's wide open for that third spot. Like yeah. I have St. Louis sitting in there right now, but I, that's like a very unconfident answer. Yeah, because I don't, I don't really trust St. Louis at the moment. <laughs> but after adding Seth Jones and Mark Andre Fleury, the back end of this Chicago team looks very, very strong. Right, you have Fleury and Lankinen in net. Who Lankinen mm-hmm. looked really good in in games last year. So now you have that veteran presence of Fleury to add to that. That's beautiful. And the defense, the top four, maybe even top five of Chicago's defense is Seth Jones, Calvin DeHaan, 
Jake McCabe, who I think played really well last year in Buffalo, despite the fact that he was playing for, you know, Buffalo. Yeah, he got extremely overpaid, though. That's the only thing. All right, I'm not denying that fact, but I think yeah. he's a good defenseman. Connor Murphy, who's one of your assistant captains, and he played really well last year in Chicago. And mm-hmm. Riley Stillman, who also played really well in Chicago last year. That's a fairly solid top five, especially in that division where it's really up in the air. Now you add one, you just need to add another defenseman. Either you take the clinic uh, entry-level deal and burn the last year of that, or you have Caleb Jones, Seth's brother. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not bad. And they have talent up front. Like, there's no doubt about it. You're probably getting Taves and Kane uh, healthy again. You got Debrinkat, Tyler Johnson signs there as well. Yep. Or, sorry, traded there, not signed there. What am I saying? Uh, Kubalik. Dylan Strom, Bjorkstrom, uh, they got Godet in a trade too. He's a good depth player. Kirby Doc, Kurashev, who had a great year last year. They still need to sign uh, Alex Nylander to be that like third line scorer kind of guy. Yeah, well, Mason, like, right, right, right now they have Kurashev, Tyler Johnson, and Bjorkstrom as their third line. So I think you add Nylander into one of those spots, and I think it makes it a lot better. Right, but, but like. That's a good team for a very weak division, and all it did was take. I mean, you add Johnson in there as well, so the three additions of Johnson, Jones, and Flurry. Yep. I think Chicago had a great off season, and I think Jones is going to be the key piece there. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, yep. Quickly, let's flip the script because we've been almost an hour now. Um, NBA off season. Mm-hmm. Which team won the off season, Kyle? I mean. It's kind of hard to argue against the Lakers. It really is. See, well, do I do I think they're going to be successful with that team? No, I don't. I think they'll be fine in the West. But, oh, I sure. I, I I don't see. My biggest thing is I don't see how they fit. But I'm not a big NBA guy. And no, but I'm the, I'm asking the, the same question. The I know I'm not a big NBA guy either. But I'm asking the same question. Like, how yeah. are Lillard or not Lillard Westbrook and LeBron going to get along? I mean, I think they're going to get touches. <laughs> well, Melo's going to be like post up in the corner and just try and shoot threes the entire time. That's all he's going to do because that's pretty much all he's good for, other than his post move. But even then, like he's not going to get the ball to do a post move. I just um, don't get it. Like I'm looking at, I'm looking at their signings, and I'm just like, I, I don't get basically it. Basically, what they did was their biggest problem last year was they had no spacing, they had no shooting. Yeah. So what they did in the off season was they got, went out and got spacing and shooting. But their defense but then they brought is still in Westbrook, horrible. Who's not their defense a is or a shooter. Like nobody on that team is, is very good at defense. Like LeBron is still good at defense, but he's not defensive player of the year anymore. Like he's not and like Howard, the guy. Literally the only two guys that I would trust on defense right now. Like he, LeBron's not the guy who's going to shut down people right now no. on defense. No, right? It, it's just it's just it's just not who he is. Monk is an okay defensive player. Malik Monk. Yeah, like they they are literally going to try and be you know. They're trying to put up 150. They're literally going to be trying to be the Leafs in previous <laughs> years, where it's just like, hey, we're going to outscore them. We don't give a crap how they're, how we're defending. We're going to outscore them. It's literally what what they're trying to do. It's like, hey, yeah, corner they're three. Pulling, corner they're three, pulling a Man City from the EPL. We're just going to yeah, outscore all of our defensive walls. It's like, yeah, throw it to the corner, corner three, corner three, corner three. It's like, okay, um, that works, I guess. Like, we'll, we'll, and we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, it'll be interesting, that's for sure. Um, 
But I, I think realistically, my winners of the offseason are the Chicago Bulls. Um, and the reason why is you add, you already had Zach Levine and Vucevic, who Vucevic you got in the trade last year, which was looking questionable because of the first round pick you gave up and giving Orlando basically a top six, top six pick um, and, and doing that. But now adding DeRozan, adding Lonzo, uh, not, uh, yeah, Lonzo Ball. You got it right. You're good. I was going to say, wait, did I say the wrong ball, brother? No. Adding Lonzo Ball, adding, adding DeRozan. So if you – Add Caruso too, a guy who's a heart guy. Like that's that's the kind of guy – Well, Caruso, Caruso would be a fantastic guy off the bench. And I honestly think the Lakers are going to extremely miss Caruso yeah. because Caruso is that, that, that glue guy. He's that energy which, guy. He's the energy yeah. guy. <laughs> Every team needs a guy like that, and it's no question about that. So – I think, you know, a starting, I don't know who the fifth will be, but Levine, DeRozan, Vucevic, and Ball, it's a good starting four for me. You add, add some defense in there as well, and I think you're looking good. The other one I would say would be the Heat, would be the other people. You know, getting out Drogic, adding in Lowry, uh, re-signing Butler, keeping all, keeping all their core pieces, basically. Kept all the and signed Tucker, too. Don't forget that. I, well, that's a, that's an underrated move. Is that's Tucker. that. 100%. And that's, I think, the under the most underrated is getting Oladipo back for basically no money and and just fitting him into that team. Right? Yeah. So, because he, Oladipo went back on a veteran minimum. Yeah. Like, previous, we were literally, like, last year, and I ripped the trade when it happened, but it was like, um, Oladipo for, uh, what was Nothing. his name? <laughs> no, who, they flipped him at the trade deadline. I can't remember off the top of my head. I'm sorry. I can't remember. It was literally, it was literally. I, I absolutely ripped it. It's like, why would you get rid of Oladipo for a guy? It wasn't Dinwiddie. I can't remember what it was. Um, I'll figure it out. Um, but anyways, like it's just one of those like. I, I think I think Miami is trying to compete in the East, and it's it's going to be tough in the East. Don't get me wrong. Um. But I think they have a chance. So I uh, I do like their additions. And I, well, not necessarily all additions, but I like their their moves. Their moves in keeping people. Yeah. So. Can we also say the biggest loser from free agency is Dennis Schroeder? Well, he hasn't signed yet, has he? Yeah, he has. Signed with Boston. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> but he had like. An eighty-one million dollar deal on the table with the Lakers, <laughs> and then said no because he thought he was going to get a hundred million somewhere, and then signed for five point nine for a one-year deal. Yeah, yeah, I think you lost that one, my friend. <laughs> I mean, I would say so. Like it's just one of those like, it, and and it's it sucks because it's one of those he bet on himself and it failed. Yeah, but Which it happens, sucks, unfortunately. But, yeah. Um, I'm interested to see how the Clippers bounce back after last year's uh, failure in the playoffs. Um, they haven't really done a whole lot. Signed Justice Winslow. Yeah. And Yogi Fair. Oh, no, that was earlier. That was uh, April. Yeah, they just resigned. Oh, that was the guy. That's what it was. Um, Oladipo was traded for uh, Karis LeVert is who it was. Right. Yes, okay. I That's remember that now. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I mean, the Clippers re-signed Kawhi and that's huge for them, but it's like, 
They haven't done anything else. Still missing something. They haven't done anything else. <laughs> so we'll see. I, I, it's we'll see how the Lakers do. I I I like Phoenix trying to run it back. I do. I, I, I like that. Yeah, and I, mean, I was just gonna say like they've made some they've made some smart moves in the offseason. Nothing huge. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But like they got Landry Shamet from the Nets. He's a good bench player. Like you're not gonna you're not gonna get too much from him. But that's a good guy to yeah bring back. They re-signed Kaminsky, Frank Kaminsky, who's yep. another bench player. And they also signed Alfred Payton, right? Yep. These guys aren't going to tip the scales drastically, but you need the bench. We, you know that. You need the bench in the playoffs. And these mm-hmm. guys are guys that you can put in and be like, okay, for a minute, two minutes, we're confident. Like, <laughs> we're not going yep. to get blown out in the next two minutes, right? No, and I think, like, I, 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 I definitely – I totally lost my train of thought there. Um, I don't know. I'm also interested. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm also interested in seeing you know, like Dallas, right? Signing Doncic to that big deal. Who becomes his running mate? Because clearly Porzingis is not working. Clearly, I think, right? So is it? Do they contact the Raptors and go after Dragic? Right? Do they get the a point guard to help them out? Because that's been that's been talked about too. I think Siakam goes too. Sacramento. That's just I'm, my. Opinion. I'm just saying, like that's been talked about. So, and and I think if you you can fleece Sacramento, I think that's a whole different story. So. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, lots of interesting things there. Um, what about the Bucks though? The Bucks have been really quiet so far, and I'm kind of, I'm looking at it. I'm just like, I know they just won. Yeah. But they've done like nothing. They've signed. Listen to the names that they've signed. So they re-signed Bobby Portis. Yep. And they re-signed Giannis. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis' brother. Giannis' brother. Yep. And then they've signed outright Sammy Ogilvy, Rodney Hood, George Hill, and Georgios Kalatsakis. I probably butchered that, and I'm sorry. Probably, probably deservedly so, because... Um, you don't need to know his name. And then they received Grayson Allen in the trade for Memphis. Yeah, Grayson Allen, I like as a shooter. I like. I do. A, I, I'm, I'm a Duke a guy. Like I, I remember Grayson Allen when he was at Duke. I'm not always a yeah. fan of his antics, but he's a good yeah. shooter. He's a good defender too. I, I, I like I like Bobby Portis. Bobby Portis is, is a is a good bench piece. He's not That's a, a starter. Reason, That's what I'm saying. Like they really didn't go out and get anybody. Like George Hill, maybe. Uh, George Hill, even then, like Rodney Hood was horrible. That's yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens with that. I don't get that. Um, Ojale, I don't mind as as a bench piece. He he was good with Boston, so we'll see what happens in Milwaukee. Um, but it, they haven't really replaced what PJ Tucker brought to that no. team. So you know, does Bobby Portis now become a starter because PJ Tucker's gone? Potentially, I yeah, guess. <laughs> I mean, we'll see. Um, but it, it's, I, I still think like teams around them have gotten better, but they haven't. So like, I, I honestly just don't know. I just don't see them getting any better at this point. Cause there's not anybody really left on the market that is like, okay, well we're going to bring him in and be confident with that. It's like, no, yeah, kind of, we're kind of stuck now. Like, Oh, 100%. Good, good and, luck, and, but we're, we're, we're kind of screwed. So I mean, 
I, I look I look around and like Brooklyn got better adding Patty Mills as a bench piece. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. You know, they brought in uh, James Johnson for the power forward position. Like that, that's a pretty good pickup. They added Bembry off the wraps, which I, I think was a great, I guess, uh, small piece um, doing that. Uh, you know, Boston, I think, got better with Schroeder running that point and getting rid of Kemba, right? So I, I think I think that was a, a big piece. Um, f- losing Fournier to the Knicks is fine. Like yeah, Fournier was he was going to be he's going to be overpaid either way. So there's that. Um, and you know, like Atlanta didn't do a whole lot more. So we'll see. I, I still think they're going to be a great team. I don't think they're going to be a bad team. That's not what I'm in saying. East, I just don't know if they got any better for when everyone else was. I don't think so, but, I mean, we'll see. So. We'll see. Um, it's a time of the day, Kyle. It's time for our final thoughts. Mm-hmm. Hit Start us off, my friend. What are you thinking for this week? Uh, final thoughts. Or I guess these last three weeks. You can have anything from the last three weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm actually curious as to how the uh, playoffs fold out in the MLB. Um, you know, we're coming down to the last month and a bit. Um, and honestly, it's very close in the East specifically. Um, or AL, sorry, not East. Um, I mean, and it's going to AL East too, but. <laughs> well, that, that too, but it's one of those, you know, the Jays, Yankees, Seattle, Angels, like they're all within like four or five games. And, and it's one of those, you know, Boston's been terrible down the stretch. So can they be caught? You know, did did Boston do enough in at the deadline to improve their chances? We'll see. What does Schwarber bring to that team? I don't know. So, I mean, we'll see. The Jays kind of have struggled so far out in the West Coast. You know, they're two and three against teams they realistically should beat. Well, should. Um, well, I mean, I mean, if you look at it, Seattle's a 62-win team as well. No, I, I'm not saying – I'm not denying that. I'm just saying you, you can't lose to a Seattle team when Robbie Ray goes seven innings, give up two runs with, like, nine strikeouts, yeah. and all of a sudden Brad Hand comes in and walks the base like, – walks the guy with four straight pitches. You're in there to face a lefty, and you walk him on four pitches. But here's my thing, and this is just me being – not always impressed with Charlie Montoyo's decision making. Simber should have gotten out of that jam the the pitch before the the at bat before because it went off his glove. He sh- if he hadn't well, touched it, it goes if, to second. If, I was gonna say if Simber if Simber leaves it, it's out of the inning. 100%. Right. Why pull him? I understand the lefty versus lefty match. Like I I I understand that logic, but you're bringing in a guy with the bases loaded. In the mm-hmm. bottom of the ninth, or was it the tenth? Bottom of the ninth, yeah. Bottom of the ninth. Why would you do that? You're just putting that pitcher in a really, really bad spot. Like you're yeah. asking for something to go wrong there. I mean, yeah, pretty much. Right? Like I, I'm not saying Brad Hand deserves to be let off the hook because that was awful. Yeah. But he was not put in a very good position. Anyways, I digress. Continue mm-hmm. your. Your rant about the but no, I, I'm just very curious to see how how it plays out and, and which teams truly get him because I think I think the playoffs this year 
are going to be very entertaining with how good these teams are. I don't think the division winners are going to walk away with anything compared to previous years, where it was like, hey, the wildcard team made it, but the wildcard team is going to get knocked out no matter what, basically. Yeah. Right? It was one of those, you know, we've had in previous years where the wildcard team... Eh, they've been, they've been fine. They've been, they deserve yeah. to be the wildcard. Right? You, you, you could technically argue, especially the AL East, four of those teams could potentially be the division winners. Like the, the Rays right now are a better team. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. They, they deserve to be where they are. But you could realistically say Boston, the Yankees, or the Jays could potentially be a division winner, and you wouldn't question that. The only one I would question may, might be the Jays just because of the pitching. Well, and, and I, I think, I think if, if, the, if, if the Jays would have their issues, like that would be the only reason that I would question the Jays being a division winner. But. If the Jays addressed their bullpen issues earlier, I don't think we'd be talking about the Jays not being a division leader right now. Like the Jays have the have scored the least amount of runs in the seventh to ninth inning in the AL, which is saying something. You mean given up or scored? Scored. Okay. Um, but their bullpen has given up the most runs or blown okay. blown the most leads in, in the in the AL or MLB, one or the other. I can't remember which one it was. Um, so I mean, it shows you how like the team's good, but as soon as it gets to the bullpen where you would normally at least you get your bullpen to keep it where it's at. They weren't doing that. No. So yeah, they're last in the AL for run scored in the seventh inning or later. Yeah. And then pitching wise. I mean, they're probably better now, but they were pretty bad. So. Seventh or later. They have, they are 11th in the entire league. One, two, three, for fifth worst in the AL yeah. for ERA. Yeah. So it's not good. I mean, it, it, it's gotten better with Richards and Simber and all kind of stuff. Like ever since they've come in, they've been, they've been kind of lights out comparatively. So yeah. it, it's, it's better. Don't get me wrong, but it's also surprising to me that I didn't realize that the Jays were like top two in a bunch of hitting categories. Like I was just not paying enough attention. They are like second in home runs. They're literally behind the Giants. They're behind the Giants and the Astros. But they have like the fewest strikeouts or something. Second fewest strikeouts in the entire league behind the Astros. They're they're behind Houston. Yeah. What? What? (laughs) Yeah. Well, like last year, we were talking about the Jays striking out. Like literally in the playoffs, Glass now just was like, all right, ninety-nine mile hour fastball hit it didn't do anything yeah so yeah it's just it blows my mind as a as a jays fan like just not realizing that they've been that good offensively yep and it really has just been and more than anything it's really just been the bullpen like i think their starting pitching has been good sometimes it's been great i think the addition of alex manoa or alec manoa yep has been the surprise of the season for the jays Mm mm-hmm we knew he was going to be good. I don't think we all knew he was going to be this good this fast. I mean, no, not really. <laughs> like, I knew he was going to be good. Yeah. And I thought he was going to be a solid, like, two, three pitcher, like, five years from now. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I, I don't think anybody – I don't think anybody expected it to be now. Like, now is a surprise. But, like, good for him. Like, he's done exactly what he needs to do. He's like, okay, 
you said you wanted me to come pitch. I'm going to come pitch. I don't care what happens. Like, if I get blown yeah. up, I'm still going to come in smiling into the dugout. Like, yeah. I'm still going to be good. He's so. just live, he is living his best life and doing it in a season where Vladdy and Bichette and Springer are all doing a great job of living their best lives. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Saw the most ridiculous comment on, uh, I think it was Instagram. Uh, someone was asking, when does Springer deserve to get MVP recognition? No. It's like, the guy missed half the year. If if he was... If he was doing this all the way through the yeah. season, yeah, absolutely, fine. We're talking 100%. about it in the MVP conversation. It's not, but... it's not even a question. If, if he was doing this the entire year, if he was healthy, not even a question, he'd be getting MVP conversation. Absolutely. No I was just laughing. I'm just like, really? Like... Like, I missed half the year. How in God's name is he supposed to be considered an MVP candidate if he wasn't even here for most of the season? Delusional people. Um, My final thought, watching that Canada uh, women's national team win the gold was one of the greatest moments um, in Canadian soccer history, if not the greatest moment in Canadian soccer history. I would put it right up there with the Gold Cup. I would put it right up there with... um, Canada's men's team making it to the World Cup. Mm-hmm. It was phenomenal. And to see it was basically a passing of the torch too. Mm-hmm. Seeing Sinclair win the win the three uh, the penalty. And instead of taking it, which she has every right to, and if anyone if she had taken that kick, no one would have batted an eye. No one. No. But instead she know. passes it off to Jesse Fleming, who by the way is a stone cold killer. When it comes to PKs. <laughs> oh, she's fantastic. <laughs> she is incredible. The rest of the penalty kick takers for both Sweden and Canada, I cannot say the same. No. Because that was an ugly, ugly shootout. That it was. But they did exactly what they needed to do. And I think it speaks to it. It's a testament to how far the women's program has come. Mm-hmm. And it's also, unfortunately, a testament to how far that we still need to go to build the game in Canada. Because we yep. don't have a professional women's team, let alone league in Canada. We just right. started the CPL three years ago in Canada. Mm-hmm. I know TFC's been around for a while and Montreal and Vancouver, but we need to do more. We need to give our players more opportunities to succeed and when when they're given the opportunities we've seen them do incredible things obviously Sinclair is the the catalyst for that but now you're looking at the next generation of like Janine Becky uh Alfonso Davies Jordan Heidema uh Jordan or Jonathan David right like these players are incredible and they feel like they can't play here the women can't first of all the women just straight up can't Mm -hmm. the men feel like the teams here just aren't good enough they, they don't get the same recognition, 100%. Right? So it's it's a problem, and I think it's something that needs to be talked about and it's something that needs to be built because I, th- I do believe the CPL is doing a great job of trying to get young Canadian talent professional playing time, and that is something that we need to keep doing. But the league needs yeah. to continue to grow, and it's I know it's only in the third year, so they're doing what they can, and they're doing a great job. We need to build on that as the Canadian national team needs to take that and help build with it 
TFC and Montreal and Vancouver need to do a better job of trying to implement Canadian players if they can. I know they don't have to. I understand that. Mm-hmm. But they should. TFC 2, first of all, should be playing in the CPL. Montreal 2 should be playing in the CPL. Vancouver 2 should be playing in the CPL. There's no need for them to play in the USL. If there's an, if there's an equivalent league in the, in the Canada. Right. Right. That's a problem. We need a women's team in Canada. Yeah. Not necessarily a league yet, but we need a mm-hmm. women's team. We need an NWSL team here in Canada for the a team. A team for sure. Yeah. Right. That's my that's my rant for the week. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um. Anything else you want to talk about before we head out of here, man? Um. No, it's, it's all, all these sports are, are going and, and they're coming back and it's it's uh, it's an exciting time to be a sports fan, that's for oh, sure. Absolutely. It's always an exciting time to be a sports fan nowadays because there's always yeah. seems to be something about to start up around the corner. Like NFL is like, what, three weeks away, four weeks away? I mean, yeah, preseason's going on right now and it's like, it's it's back. So it, soon it's, Kyle's going to be losing money left, right, and center? 100%. 100%. That's the one sport that you struggle in because it's the NFL and everything just screws up in the NFL. Like, I mean, I, I won a bet yesterday for preseason football. So, Yeah, I know, but it's preseason. It doesn't actually count. It does in the, in the pocketbook. <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's exciting times. We're, we're obviously excited. We're going to have a lot more. Um, it might just be you and me for a while, dude, uh, yep. giving her fun some time to finish that thesis. But mm-hmm. if he jumps on, he jumps on. Obviously, we love having him on. So. <laughs> Anytime he wants, we're happy to have him. Yeah. Um, that'll do it for our show today. Make sure you check us out at Garage Door Sport on Twitter, at Garage Door Sports on Instagram. Check out the website, garagedoorsports.com, for all the latest news and notes. If you're looking for our other shows, make sure you check them out. Kyle does a great job of hosting and now producing uh, betting house with Matt. Mm-hmm. You guys are doing that tag team style, I believe. So you're, you're doing a great yep. job with that. Um, don't forget Justin and TJ also over there. Irfan doing a great job with touchline thoughts over there with Paige. Uh, they're killing it. Absolutely killing it. I'm over there on 20 minutes on ice with Ryan Haslett, having a lot of fun talking some hockey. Uh, we'll be, we're taking a little bit of a break in the summer, so we won't be every week, but we're, we're on, we're on, we have fun with it. So, Make sure you check us out. Other than that, thank you for listening. We will see you next time.